0: Welcome to Episode 390 of Troubadours and Rockon Tours, with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we have a very intense, insightful, grand, grand conversation with regular contributor an executive committee member of the PA State Democratic Party and chair of the PA State Progressive Caucus, an active SEIU member, a public activist, a community lover, Dwayne Heisler. We talk about PA voting, about naked ballots, an organization he's been working with quite uh, intensely as of late called Acting Together NEPA. People being really concerned about the future of the US, your right to vote, the red mirage that will happen on election night. We talk about the elite and how they benefit by dividing us and why people can't have what they want. Dog whistles and good people being on both sides and also about Proud Boys Being Gay, a grand conversation with Dwayne Heisler. We also have an EWSA titled Country Club Road and uh, some findings as found and printed by the great Harper's Magazine in their October 2020 edition and a poem called Detected. All of this, of course, will be infused and imbued with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to have you with us. Let's get to it. Episode three hundred and ninety of Troubadours and Rockon Tours. Country Club Road. It is autumn in the old rugged mountains of Pennsylvania. The sunshine is beautiful and blinding as it rises in the east on a dew, cool, moist, fresh air morning. The leaves on the vibrant, tilted trees are yellow, orange, red, brown, black-spotted, and still green. I'm driving our beat-up white van with Patsy Cline falling to pieces on the radio. Going home to let the dog out after dropping the younger ones off at school. Backpacks on their shoulders and masks on their faces. They wonder if they look good and whether they will fit in. I navigate my machine around a bend and there on my right I see successive yards positioning signs that read pro-life, pro-gun, pro-Trump, period. What a contrast in scenery and in words. They all start with the letter P, an attempt at alliteration, I presume, though that string of ideas, seems to me, sings an ugly tune, not to mention life and guns, fear, division, and intolerance, all slathered together on little flat rectangles stuck into the earth, in my view, a weirdly winnowed, desperate move, What's that song? Little boxes, little boxes, all made out of ticky-tack. How does one come to terms with these sorts of notions emoted by your neighbors? The chosen name of this township street may deserve a mention. It is called Country Club Road. All made out of ticky-tack.
1: I'm sick and tired of hearing things From uptight, short-sighted, narrow-minded, hypocritics All I want is the truth Just give me some truth I've had enough
2: Heisler. Is that you? That is is he. Yes, I am Dwayne Heisler. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. How are you?
0: Good. It's wonderful to have you on Troubadours and Rock on Tours yet again. Regular contributor. Uh, Dwayne is the executive committee member and executive committee member of the PA State Democratic Party and chair of the PA State Progressive Caucus. Among uh, other things. He wears several hats that are pretty impressive, does a lot of community work, a lot of activism in uh, this great state of Pennsylvania and beyond. How, how are you doing, given the really interesting state of affairs?
2: Ah, uh, really interesting state of affairs. Yes. Um, well, these days I've been wearing a lot of my SEIU hat. I am, uh, my day job is working uh, for SEIU, Service Employees International Union. I'm with the healthcare PA local, but I'm also working with the state council this time around for this election. I'm on the independent expenditure side and working there uh, with all kinds of organizations, including Action Together, Northeast PA, NEPA. Uh, Northeast PA, NEPA, NEPA. Uh, if you want to check them out, it's action together, uh, NEPA.org. Um, they are Northeast Pennsylvania's uh, progressive voice and doing all kinds of work around uh, the election this year. And um, And in fact, I'm on their website right now and they have a countdown. It's 24 days, 10 hours, 59 minutes, and 10 seconds mark right there
0: <laughs> until da, da, da.
2: yeah election day right exactly so but people are, are voting right now so that's really exciting to have that happening in pennsylvania uh in fact all of these locations have opened up um for uh, where uh these satellite locations where people can actually go and vote early um, I've been working on some phone banks in Philadelphia where they have at this point I think seven locations opened up um, uh, all scattered throughout the city. Where people can maybe avoid the potential madness of election day and get their vote in early, there's the vote by mail campaign, which has been incredible in Pennsylvania. Uh, just you know, thousands and thousands of folks like doing it early and getting their um, their mail-in ballots filled out and doing it correctly. Pennsylvania is a little bit weird. We have something called a secret um, a secrecy envelope. And um, and so what you have to do is you have to fill out your your ballot completely and read the instructions, sign it, you know, do that, fold it up, put it inside the secrecy envelope, which is meant to protect your privacy. And then you take the secrecy envelope and you put it inside the mailing envelope, uh, which you have to sign and date as well. And you need to get that in the mail or drop it off at one of the drop boxes that are, you know, throughout the, the state. Um, every county has them uh, for the most part. You can go to votespa.com. And check out where your drop boxes are. And by the way, uh, if you don't use the secrecy envelope, it's called a naked ballot. So do not vote naked in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Use the secrecy envelope. No naked votes because they will throw it out. Uh, There was a Supreme Court case about 10 days ago or two weeks ago, uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. And they ruled that if a ballot is received without the secrecy envelope, your vote will not be counted.
0: Well, so it's indecent, you know, and we're pretty right.
2: pretty conservative. But we're really a little nervous about that because um, sometimes people don't read all the directions and they're like, what are all these envelopes? And it can be a little bit confusing. So we're really trying to get the word out about using the secrecy envelope if you are voting by mail in Pennsylvania.
0: Do you think that was an unfair ruling that was designed by you know conservative justices to kind of thwart or
2: disenfranchise? The vote? No, vote Not really, because there were a lot of things that that court decided. I think they did the best that they could with the laws that, you know, as it's written. Um, so, for example, they allowed us to have um, to have satellite locations and they, you know, they, they ruled on that. Unlike um, Texas. Ah, yeah. Or other states, you know, as well, you know. And so they really did the best that they could, I think, with the laws that are written. It's up to our legislature to make sure that um, that we have laws that allow people to vote and make it as easy as possible so that everyone's voice is heard. And sadly, the Pennsylvania legislature has not been too like they haven't been on board with that. Um, And they've been dominated for decades by the Republicans are in control of both our House and our Senate. And um, although Governor Wolf is, of course, a Democrat there... Um, you know, it, it, it seems a shame that our democracy seems to be running down party lines like who mm-hmm. actually wants people to vote and who does not want people to vote. And by the way, folks, if you want to help out in Pennsylvania today, there was a podcast from The New York Times, uh, The Daily. I listen to it every day. I feel smarter for doing it. I would recommend listening to it today was featured Luzerne County and what it's looking like in Luzerne County. And we have our work cut out for us. And if you are in a state. If you're in a location where you feel pretty secure with how your state's going to vote, we could use your help here in Pennsylvania, and we could certainly use it in Northeast Pennsylvania, and I would encourage you to go into Action Together NEPA. That's actiontogethernepa.org. And uh, go there, and you can make a donation. You can help. We have some good folks in New York City who are helping us to write out postcards, by the way. Uh, our organization has received donations from across the country to do the work that we're doing. Um, we have done some amazing work with text messages and phone banking and um, and fundraising to really make a difference in Northeast PA. Well, let
0: me ask you, Duane, what, what about... Folks that would say, well, that's not right, trying to solicit people from outside of northeastern Pennsylvania to interfere with the way we vote here or there
2: in northeastern PA. How would you respond to that? So the sad thing is, is that we determine our president not on the popular vote, right, but on the electoral system. And so, you know, it's all well and good to say that. But the fact is, is that our democracy is on the line. And our democracy is on the line not only with the president, but with the Senate and with the House, which means that any one of those going either way is going to make a difference as to whether we're going to see a democracy. I mean, if we look at everything that's on the table here, I couldn't imagine living in, I was born in Brooklyn myself. I couldn't imagine living in Brooklyn and feeling okay with the fact that we could lose the presidency based upon what happens in Pennsylvania. Right. And, and when you think about it, like people in New York they and look at the Senate, that's a good example of it, too. The electoral process in the Senate, your vote actually counts for less. Mm-hmm. Like, why should the state of Montana be on like be have a have an equal say? You know, I, I understand the reasons that, that this is for the Senate. That's what the Senate is meant for. But and when it comes to the president, um, I kind of have a different view on that. And I think that all of our voices should be counted equally towards that. Um, And so that's where I fall. Um, But I think that right now it's not a question of, like, there are too many people who are involved in our democracy. We don't have enough people that are involved in our democracy. And actually, I feel that anyone who wants to really help um, to, to make sure that our democracy is protected, my hat's off to them. Like, I respect them. I think they are an incredible citizen. And um, and that they really care about what's happening in their country.
0: Yeah, and you know, are people going to be taken advantage of or misdirected? Is you know that's the implication. They're going to if outsiders are going to come in and fool you. You know, they're going to uh, uh, force you to do something that you wouldn't do otherwise, which seems a little bit of an odd fear and uh, disrespectful, even for the locals, like they don't know any better.
2: So I would challenge that narrative because we're once again demonizing the outsider as if they're like somehow like dangerous to us. Like and that's a that's a very common like like we would be fine if it wasn't for those people over there right? We would be okay and our democracy would be fine if they would just stick to their own business or do whatever it is. And that's really not the case whatsoever. I believe that by coming together is how we actually have a democracy, by actually sharing information and making sure you wouldn't believe the number. Last night I was on a phone bank, for example, and um, <laughs> it was almost um, really quite remarkable to hear the amount of fake news and, and, and how People who are regurgitating this trash are actually saying, you need to look this up. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, are you kidding me? Like, it's so far from the truth. It's unbelievable. So um, I, I would say that people need to do their own homework. But part of the the the, the challenges. I spoke to someone last night that said, "You know what, Dwayne? I'm just busy trying to pay my electric bill. I'm just really trying to get through this. Like, like why? You know, like oh, how come we're not getting the help that we need from from our legislators in Washington? That's not an easy question to answer, right? And do they have the time to really do that? And so by being able to kind of make it a, a, as clear as possible, like what's going on." Who actually passed the HEROES Act? You know, who's actually working for that? And what is going on with those negotiations? Well, if you listen to the president, it's on today and it's off tomorrow. Like, what the hell? Oh, I guess he looked at the stock market. That's right. The stock market crashed, so he changed his position. Does he really care about the American people? Exactly, exactly. You know? Yeah so I you know I think that that and actually I had a lot of people thank me because they don't have the time in their busy lives to really dig in and they have questions and so when I'm on a phone bank when I'm talking with someone I encourage them to ask questions like, what do you want to know? And and I'll give them websites. I'll let them know that this is what their neighbors are talking about, or this is what fellow workers are talking about, you know, with our union. Um, this is why our union has endorsed Joe Biden. You know, it's exactly for that reason. This is why I'm endorsing Joe Biden. There's nothing like how we can relate to people um with our own personal stories and um and let them know that these are the reason you wouldn't believe how many people have talked to me about why they're voting for him because of their children you know, that's why they're doing it. That's why they're taking the time. That's why they're out there voting, because they care about their country. They care about their family, and they want to pay the electric bill, you know? Like, when you say uh,
0: because of their children, they're thinking about uh, their children's future, you know, what, what kind of country they'll have waiting for them, or because they can't uh, stomach anymore letting someone like Donald Trump be representative of the executive branch in their country in front of their children.
2: I'd say all of the above, absolutely, yes. Um, you know, there are, there are families out there that are truly concerned about their family and their children and what kind of country they're going to grow up in. Um, what kind of opportunity is going to be there for them? Will they even have a country? I mean, there are people who are so concerned and rightfully so about our environment. I mean, there's just one thing right there, not to mention education or healthcare or even the right to vote, Like, how how is it that now, today in the United States, we're concerned about people's rights to vote?
0: How so? How are we concerned about the people's rights to vote?
2: What where's the problem? Where are you seeing problems? (laughs) There are problems all over the place. Every vote needs to count. And there is the opposition is trying to make sure that that does not happen. Full stop. This is the reason why there are all these challenges. This is the reason why there is this, like, trying to make this, this election seem incredibly chaotic and that you can't trust it. The undermining of government constantly serves one party, and that's the Republican Party. Uh, And they know that they know that if everyone had the right to vote and exercised it, that they would not be in power. And so they're doing everything they can to hang on to that power.
0: Yeah, that sounds it sounds uh, about right to me, Dwayne Heisler. And um, you know, when we talk about northeastern PA, it, it is very, very much an issue in the, in the election this go round, as you mentioned, just as it was in 2016. I mean, you you talked about Luzerne County. Uh, Donald Trump himself brings up Luzerne County often he, uh, re- with regard to a couple of different issues. One, he he wants to win them again because he won them. Last time, and that gave him Pennsylvania. Basically, the other thing is lately he's been saying that in Luzerne County, there's uh, the example of of voter fraud with the ballots, you know, being found in the waste paper basket or or what have you, you know. And they're all seven of them, or he says nine. They all had his name uh, on them,
2: right? Yeah. How legitimate is that? Was that real fraud, from your understanding? So first of all, it shows that the system works right? The fact that there were you know seven, nine, however many ballots that were found that were not counted the fact that that even became known to the public meant that someone in that office was actually doing their job. They noticed that there was a discrepancy, that there was something that was not counted for whatever reason and they knew there needed to be an investigation to make sure that every vote was counted what happened was the Trump campaign grabbed a hold of that and said oh this is an opportunity to show that there is rampant vote." fraud throughout the United States okay I don't know how many people there uh, like uh, that are listening right now have ever lost a slip of paper like it, would it be surprising that there was like okay out of out of tens of thousands of, of of ballots that there might have been one that might have fallen somewhere or wasn't picked up or for some reason was pulled aside and said hey we need to look at this this is a problem it actually shows that the system works you know, if it didn't work, we wouldn't be hearing about this stuff right now. So th- that is just an amazing disconnect. Yeah,
0: um, the grabbing at straws, perhaps. And and now you being on the ground, you being so involved in politics in uh, in, in this state, and also I'm sure you're aware of what's going on across the uh, continent. Um, what what is your thinking on uh, election night? Do you think uh, we're going to know? And if and if we do not which a lot of people presume we will not, how do, we, how, how do you expect we will handle that
2: reality? Well, first of all, we won't know. I mean, I'm, I'm resigned to that, and everyone else should be resigned to it. It won't be the first time that happened. That's happened quite a number of times where we didn't really know right at the moment that the, the last ballot you know, the box is open, that we don't know who is in charge. So we need to prepare ourselves. And what I, what I am referring that to and what we see across the country, it being referred to is the red mirage, So there will be a red mirage, and what is a red mirage? It's gonna be the appearance that maybe Donald Trump is winning before all the votes are counted. Why? Because many Democrats are voting by mail and certain states like ours doesn't let you start counting those until Election Day. And so we can't it's impossible for us to count all of those ballots within a few hours of of that. And so it may look like Donald Trump is winning. In fact, I expect it to look like Donald Trump is winning. but That's only when you count those votes. You have to count them all. So I want people to be prepared. There will be a red mirage. It will look like a certain candidate might be ahead at that point in time, but you haven't counted them all. And so um, I would ask that we commit as Americans, as a democracy, as the founders of our country would have wanted to make sure that the votes that were cast are actually counted. And I don't know why I have to explain that. That seems like a very common, like, we should probably, if they cast them, then you should probably count them, right? Like, it it seems so anti-American to me to think, well, we'll just forget about all of these votes over here who voted in a legal way, because it doesn't suit our purposes. So we're going to declare victory right now, right? Before everything is counted. What kind of democracy is that? Like, what kind of America is that? Like, uh, how can you call yourself a patriot and put those ballots on the side? And that's what's going to happen on Election Day. And we're going to be challenged to be the adults in the room and actually be patient and wait for the votes to be counted.
0: Well, you know, I I, I want to uh, sort of hit you with something I've read on signs in, in rural Pennsylvania, and I presume they're uh, all, all across the country, that will maybe counter what you're you're saying about being a patriot uh to to a lot of people this is patriotic pro-life pro-gun pro-trump period i've seen signs driving through the countryside that are perched proudly in people's front yards that state those things how does how is that mindset how is that going to connect with the idea, as you put it, of, of the, you know, the United States of America and, and what its ideals are and, and, and celebrating supporting those as a patriot?
2: So I think that we probably need occasionally, and I know I do as well, to be reminded about why we're doing this all in the first place. I mean, for me, regardless of where you come from, what you look like, um, what the color of your skin is. I mean, white, black, brown, none of that matters. We all come together in unity because we want to have good lives. We want to be able to provide for our families. We want to we wanna be healthy. We, we want to have a clean environment to breathe fresh air and to drink water. We all want that regardless of who we look like. But today, There are, um, you know, a handful of corporations and the politicians that they pay for that seek to divide us based upon where we live or what we look like or how much money we make or any of those things or any of those yard signs that you just mentioned divide us based upon that. And while we're busy pointing the finger at each other because they're trying to divide us, they have their hands in our pockets and they're the ones that are profiting from that, either politically or financially. They're the ones that are benefiting from that. But what I believe is that when we're reminded about that, we can come together. And this is a perfect example of how we can practice that. We can come together on Election Day and make sure that we say no to that, that we actually vote. For something very American, which is our democracy, and for all those things, all those common values that we actually have. Uh, well said,
0: and I, I agree with you. It it, it just is dis. Uh, it is sort of disheartening to to see. I mean, those those front lawns are not. Uh, I don't think that they're owned by the corporations. You know, maybe there's some people that work at the corporations, but they seem like modest houses a lot of times. Even even yeah. uh, houses that uh, look like. They, they they might be having some trouble in those in those families economically, but yet they no. embrace the, those divisive attitudes and and fall in line with uh, a party I'll say that really doesn't have the common folks' best interests in mind. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but- it seems.
2: There's a reason for that. And the reason is, is that this is the message that they're hearing over and over again from our opposition. They're hearing over and over again that they can't have nice things. They can't have, you know, the the life that they want or believe that they deserve or whatever that might be, because there's the other. There's the other person that's standing in the way. There's the black person. There's the brown person. There's the immigrant. There's the sick person. There's the elderly person. There's the, there's the you know... You na- there's the Democrat, right? Who's somehow anti-American, right? There's, there's all these other people that are preventing you from getting what you want. And when you hear that message over and over and over again, it becomes common sense. And that's the challenge right there. What message are they hearing? And they just these are there now. There are those who are diehard, you know, opposition that no matter what you say, there's no persuading them. This is their worldview, and this is where they are. Um, But there are those people who are persuadable, and those persuadable people are really trying to figure out for themselves why are they currently living the way they are, and and when they understand. That there are, you know, these large corporations and there's this gap between the people who have and people who do not, the super wealthy and the rest of us, when they understand that that's the reason why these messages are being sent to them, when they know that it's just an attempt to divide us. And to take our power away, um, when they understand that, then they can put it into some kind of context and realize that we really can empower ourselves. We really can have nice things by coming together and actually doing it. And we have examples of that in our own history. We have examples of that throughout the world um, that we can actually get it right. We We are capable of getting it right. And by doing it together, we can get it right. And anyone who tells you differently has their own agenda in mind,
0: yeah, that's the thing you know the agenda in in mind, and you you wonder in you know where it comes from, is it just as you're saying uh, a, a way and i I think I understand what you're saying for the those who already have a lot to keep what they have uh, by not letting anybody else get involved, you know, uh, or questioning why they have so much and uh, and why it's not uh, it's not that way for most everyone else. So keep people afraid and divided, and therefore they can't get together and 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 ask those questions and say, hey, wait a minute, let's make this a fairer system. Um, we're talking to Dwayne Heisler here on the program, uh, union member SEIU and uh, leader, as well as uh, the, an executive committee member of the PA State Democratic Party and chair of the PA State Progressive um, Caucus. He's also uh, very much involved with Action Together NEPA, which uh, he he uh, would like anybody who, who wants to help out with some of the challenging uh, sort of uh, issues we face and the organizational issues uh, uh, just prospects ahead of us. Looking at election day. To please uh, contact Action Together Nipa dot org and uh, and they could use we could use your help here in Pennsylvania. Now I want to ask you. We were talking about how people can be uh, somewhat disillusioned and and maybe distrustful of of government um, and of progressives of of uh, the other. And then and then you know it makes me think. And I want to go to what happened in Michigan recently with uh, militias and and the governor there, Governor Whitmer. What what do you think about all that? Do you think that's connected to what, you know, the discontent, the, the divisiveness that's being fostered?
2: Absolutely, Um, I do. And when, you know, just to kind of cap off what we just spoke about, too, you know, the the billionaires are doing fine during this pandemic. You know, there's been a lot of wealth made with billionaires, and it's the rest of us that are divided and that end up, you know, having to try and figure this out and are not doing as well, Um, that, you know, this this has really been um, a serious time for us. And there are real lives that have been destroyed, um, real jobs that have been lost, but yet the billionaires just seem to be making more money after more money. And so uh, just to kind of put a cap on that, but what's happening in Michigan and what's happening with division and messaging, it's very clear. Um, you know, Conservatives have very often, and and if you look at the history of, of messaging on conservatives, they have been using dog whistles forever. And not everyone knows what a dog whistle is. There's really kind of two definitions to a dog whistle. And if you read the book by Ian Haney Lopez, uh, Dog Whistle Politics, um, how it's destroying the middle class, um, you can get a very good sense. A dog whistle is a is a whistle, you know, it's a whistle that you blow, but only dogs can hear it because it's so high pitched, right? And so what that tells you is that it's some kind of coded message. And let me give you a good example. What Trump said about the Proud Boys was a dog whistle and some of you were like oh no it's so loud but it functions the same way it's a dog whistle because the proud boys knew damn well that trump was giving them a nod and giving them approval same thing that happened in charlottesville right when he
0: said stand back stand by."
2: yeah exactly exactly right if that wasn't stand back and stand by that's playing itself out in michigan they stood back and stood by and they made plans and then they and, and in fact they were prepared to execute those that was it. And Trump himself called for some action in Michigan. Liberate and look Michigan. At he, yeah, there he, we go. Liberate. He was all over that. So... These dog whistles. Now, sometimes, like um, it's 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 actually only you're saying, oh well, it's an innocuous thing. Like that wasn't really what he said. He's hiding behind that. That's what a dog whistle does. It's coded message to the messenger, and they say, oh, I hear exactly what you say, and I'm going to be I'm going to be engaged on that. But there's a second definition to the dog whistle, and that's where someone might not quite hear it, and and that's where it's kind of tapping into just below the surface of the skin kind of that racial resentment or, or racial fears. And, and, and so when you engage with someone there, they're like, Oh no, I'm not the one bringing up race. You're the one bringing up race. (laughs) Right there is, is where the dog whistle comes into play. Like you're the one who's bringing up race. And so they, they right away get very defensive because they didn't hear the message, but somehow it's connecting with them. And that's what's happening here. There are these dog whistles about, uh, you know, that are disguised as being patriotic and and, you know, under under Donald Trump's Republican Party, because make no mistake, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, there are good Republicans out there and many of them support Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris.
2: So I want to actually reframe what Donald Trump said in Charlottesville. You know what? When it comes to Republicans and Democrats, there are good people on both sides. But let me tell you that if you're actually, you know, uh, if you're good people on both sides are able to denounce Nazis, good people on both sides are able to denounce white white supremacy good people on both sides are able to denounce the proud boys and if you're unable to do that you are not a good person I like that Dwayne we're just
0: about there at the end of our conversation that's that's a nice place to kind of you know end I think I I do want to mention though and and I think this is beautiful and brilliant and indicative of the best we have here in this country Um I love how the gay community has totally embraced the phrase prod boys on social media, don't you?
2: <laughs> You're making me laugh here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh, what fun. You know what? Um, yeah. Um, uh, and and the fact that I can giggle about it because in its heart, it's really sad, but um Uh, yeah. Um, and, and, and if anyone doesn't know quite that is, if you're a proud boy, call me up and we'll see if we can, you know, get a date and and see how that works. Uh, (laughs) Um, We'll we'll see how that works, but yeah, it's yeah, it's um, it's pretty remarkable. So a big shout out to the LGBTQ plus community and all the work that they're doing, and we all, by the way, this is a good time to to remind everyone to look up where Pence stands when it comes to our community and all the harm that he has done to our community and all the bills that he has proposed that's been against our community. If you are just blindly supporting and you're LGBTQ plus, if you are blindly supporting Trump and pence i challenge you to look up pence's record and then talk to me
0: excellent Dwayne heisler keep doing the great work that you're doing and i look forward to our next conversation after the election and hopefully we're both very happy
2: thank you action Together, please check us out and and lend us a hand thank you take care
3: Trees tenderly, the trembling trees embrace the breeze tenderly. Then you. came wandering by and lost in a where we the show was kissed by sea Cien- closed me Thank you very much.
0: And now, some actual findings as compiled and published by Harper's Magazine in its October 2020 edition. Again, these are actual findings. Americans who are old, white, uneducated, unemployed, and live in someone else's house at no cost to themselves are especially unlikely to wear face masks. Dark-skinned white people tend to cling to their whiteness. Pelagic fish with ultra-black skin can hide in plain sight. And darkling beetle larvae can digest polystrain. Parisian honey contains lead from the burning of Notre Dame. Falling levels of iron in seawater were loosening the grip of mussels. The muscles of European sea bass contain little plastic, but the stomachs of British demersal sharks contain significant quantities. Florida's 2019 Ultra Music Festival was found to have nearly quintupled the stress levels of toadfish. Lockdowns were found to have caused a global halving of anthropogenic seismic vibrations. Face masks were increasingly winding up in the sea. Hypersexual male zombie cicadas infected with psychoactive fungus, which scientists have warned humans not to consume, were found to engage in alluring feminine wing flicking, which attracts other males who also become infected. An Indian man stood still for seven hours as a snake charmer freed a cobra from his pants. A survey of respondents recruited on the Reddit page R slash everyman should know and excluding data from subreddits such as R slash semen retention and R slash Muslim no fap showed abstinence motivation to be related to conservatism, religiosity, and lower trust in science. An analysis of late 18th century hospital records, particularly those of foul wards, indicated that one-fifth of Londoners had syphilis by their mid-30s. Crockery analysis suggested that the Norman Conquest increased English pork consumption. And genomic analysis of Polynesians revealed that Native Americans reached remote Pacific islands in the mid-12th century. Neanderthals may have had lower pain thresholds than modern humans, who were found to retain a vestigial ability to perk up their ears. Scientists unveiled a new formula for calculating dog ears. The bystander effect was observed in rats. A graduate student recreated the skull of the giant dormouse. A fossilized cannibal owl was found preserved in volcanic ash, and 32 genes were determined to be responsible for turning mandarin fish into cannibals. Scientists admitted to having accidentally hybridized the Russian sturgeon and American paddlefish, creating the sturtlefish and reanimated 100-million-year-old bacteria from the deep ocean. European river flooding, formerly driven by cold weather, is now being driven by warm weather. Texas will soon be drier than it has been at any time in the past millennium. And rising temperatures may prove catastrophic to the germination of Half of all tropical plant species findings for you to reflect on here on Troubadours and Rock on Tours. Thanks, Harper's Magazine. is this performance art do I truly become affected while we work toward a pursuit of being perfected as this world is daily afflicted and infected this charming ditty will barely be detected and you and me may magnanimously stand corrected
4: Jump under, so it ain't no wonder. Now the water, I can't stand the smell. And the ice caps are shrinking. The polar bear's thinking there's me or just a hotter in hell. We'll pump West Texas dry. There ain't a cloud in the sky, but when it rains around here, it pours. Would it be wrong if we all got along? But nobody. Likes no one no more fighting for something, something no one can see Beyond par with the Jones, throw the first stone who don't agree. I'm striving for something just a hope to be ahead of the curve out by last call just happy to be Well my sink is on fire they say I'm a liar and it's been that way all along Said it ain't nothing new It's got nothing to do with the drilling that's going on And then the ground starts to shake but that ain't no quake It's some fracking way down below My creek's gone dry No one tells me why that, that clean mountain water don't flow Fighting for something Something no one can see We don't part with the Jones Throw the first stone Who don't agree? I'm striving for something, just trying to be Ahead of the curveball, closed out by last call, just happy to be The old EPA says everything's okay, but we know that that can't be true Cause the sledge palm blew out, and we know with no doubt what letting the water will do That's the other side of
0: And there you have it. Episode 390 of Troubadours and Tours, with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, Dwayne Heisler, Harper's Magazine, and these musical artists, Elvis Costello and the Attractions, John Lennon, Sarah Vaughn, The Postal Service, Rodney Rice, Django Reinhardt, Stefan Grappelli, Terrence Blanchard, and Brentford Marsalis, too. And of course, I'd like to thank you for listening. And special thoughts go out to Jerry Geddes. Get well soon, Mr. Geddes. We need you back in the scene. Until next time, let's do our best with this time.